welcome to the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Today, we're listening to one of my favorite episodes from the archives. I'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Andrea Saez. Andrea, it's lovely to have you join me for the first time. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, great. It's really nice to be here. Uh, so my name is Andrea and I, uh, I'm currently part of the ProtPad team and I take care of product growth and education. Um, it's definitely been an interesting journey. Um, I started actually as part of the support team um, and set up the entire support framework. Uh, and then slowly as the years have gone by, I have now um, migrated um, to be part of the product team. Um, so I, I understand I have had exposure to both the support side as well as the product side. That's awesome, um, which is a very, very good reason for you to be here today because we're talking about <laughs> support's relationship to product this week. Um, so I think that one thing I always say about this relationship is it's one of the best investments that a, an organization can make is like having really clear procedures, re- a really strong feedback loop between support and product. Has that been your experience? Have you found particular parts of this relationship work particularly well? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I having been in both teams, um, I can tell you that as part of uh, support, it's um, it's frustrating when you're part of an organization where you don't have visibility of the, over the roadmap. You don't know what's coming up. You don't know how to speak to your customers. So, you know, it can get really frustrating um, because you're the front line support. You're there to try to help your customers as best you can. And if you don't have that transparency, it can be really, really hard. So I definitely understand that side of things. Um, and being part of product now, not having that relevant information, not having that feedback to validate the ideas and the problems you're trying to solve, um, obviously puts a damper on things. So it's it's a relationship that you know works both ways, um, and I I think every organization should try to be as transparent as possible. Yeah, it's a uh, it's I, I think absolutely everything you said there I think is um, worth investing in. I think investment in this sense probably means certainly process doesn't it if not tooling have you found any things that like are there any aspects on process or tooling that you've found over your experience have worked particularly well uh well obviously being part of ProdPad we use ProdPad um not to like toot my own horn (laughs) um but when so when it comes to collecting feedback I always say don't limit the ways in which you do that whether it's through support, which whatever tools they might be using, whether it's Help Scout or Zendesk or Intercom, you know, social, email, conversations, your sales team, you know, open up those channels because the more silos you add, the more difficult it is for people to reach you. And people might just give up and just not talk to you, right? You don't want that. You want people to feel comfortable reaching out in any way that they want. Um, so the gathering and, and the collecting, um, I always say, you know, just open it up, open that process. Um, What's really important and where really has an impact is what you're doing with that stuff, right? So that's what we use ProdPad for. And that's one of the purposes um, behind ProdPad is to provide this space where you can put in all that feedback, regardless of the channel, and then start using that feedback to validate your product backlog. 
Yeah, I really like that idea of like not limiting the feedback opportunities for customers. Um, because I think that in in support, I'm certainly guilty of this, of just thinking of the official support channels as the way we gather, you know, with the right tagging mechanism or may or maybe we're if if we're being like really diligent, we're capturing that free form text in surveys or something. Um, but actually, like thinking about this much more holistically and taking all the feedback opportunities that you have with customers uh, is really great advice, actually. Um, how do you what, what about the other half of that loop then, the, the product to support? What, what have you found has been potentially point of frictions there? You described you describe some of it earlier, just that kind of sense of being kept in the dark in terms of like what's coming down the, the pipe on the roadmap or, you know, um, I, I guess maybe also the part of the frustration I found is knowing that you're giving all this great feedback to product and not having a sense of what's being done with it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, uh, wow, that's like an hour talk right there. So I think <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. So there's, there's different, um, workflows or processes you can apply to that. The first is how do you communicate to your team what's coming up? And part of that is sharing your roadmap. Um, we are fortunate enough to not just share a roadmap internally, but we also share a roadmap with our customers. So it is something that's available on our website, um, which makes it really, really clear to everyone what's happening. The second aspect to that is um, we don't talk about features. We talk about problems to solve or opportunities. And we frame that around what we're doing, why we're doing it, and essentially how it benefits the customer. Um, so we kind of change that conversation a little bit. Mm. Um, the second is around obviously the frustration of, like you said, what happens, um, when you send something in, it feels like it's going to a black hole of like, you know, nothingness. <laughs> um, so the first, the first thing we do is everybody in the team, um, that manages support is specifically works with this frame of mind of asking why. So when a new uh, piece of feedback comes through, we just always make sure that we ask, you know, hey, that's really great, but can you tell me a little bit more about what problem you're having or why it is that you need this? And so that gets the support team to think about things from a more producty perspective, so to speak. Um, and it gets them to understand what it is that product needs and how it is that that product process kind of works. So in that sense, the support team then has this um, product thinking, right? So they get to be a little bit more involved. Um, then once things get into ProPad, um, because we're managing multiple channels, we do have one, uh, actually, in this case, it's me, one person that's rep responsible for kind of triaging that feedback. Um, mm -hmm. Inevitably, there are moments when a bug request comes through. So one of the processes, um, processes <laughs> that we have implemented is if it's a bug, tag it as a bug, archive it, it automatically gets zapped over to um, our uh, support um, team, and then they take care of it as a bug. So that's dealt with. Um, if it requires more information, then we'll tag in a conversation, um, either um, Emma, who you know very well, um, as, as part of the success team, or Ellie, who's part of our support team. Um, and just be like, you know, whoever is managing first-line support today, um, could one of you get back to, you know, customer X, just kind of ask for a little bit more information, um, and then let us know. And mm -hmm. so then they'll manage it and then they'll come back with that information and then add it to that piece of feedback. Um, so we are really, really involved um, in just making sure that 
um, we have that level of information to to really use that to validate then the product backlog. Mm-hmm. That that's that's really interesting because it, everything you described there about how you go back to the customer and how you try and establish, I guess, a greater context and a greater a greater sense of what they were trying to achieve um, is supported by everything else you just said around thinking about things in a in in terms of product but also thinking about things in terms of problems to solve it's a whole it's a whole kind of vocabulary it's a whole kind of vernacular isn't it that yeah yeah Yeah, I I, being part of a support team previously not at ProdPad um I found that when I got a piece of feedback it was like cool thank you I'll just pass it on and it would be passed on to product and then I'd never hear about it again and I wouldn't know what happened to it. And I didn't yeah. know the process. And nobody told me about the roadmap. But nobody, like, I was just surprised when things came up. Um, so by having this process where everybody thinks about, you know, how do we make the best out of this piece of feedback that just came through? Um, we, you know, kind of foster this, um, this thought process of, okay, well, let's make sure that we have enough information. Mm-hmm. Which also, I guess strength has has the effect also of strengthening that customer relationship it means that you're you have a tie that's much closer to that customer as well when it comes to that that feature or that fix or that product change effect eventually making it live right you're able to have like really meaningful conversations with those customers that have fed it to you as well yeah absolutely um also you know pre-discovery um, then during discovery, we'll have the ability to say, hey, so you said this about um, this thing. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Or can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, so it's nice to be able to go to an interview and just say, we know what you've said previously, provided we have that information. Um, let's have a conversation about that. Um, so it, like you said, it kind of adds to that um, customer relationship for sure. Mm. Which which takes it beyond support. That becomes uh a success conversation as much as anything else? Uh, it's a success conversation. It's a product conversation. It's uh, We kind of just think about it um, in terms of, again, the problems that we're solving. So um, there have been times when we'll run discovery on something and it might be Emma that joins our senior product manager. It might be me. It might be Ellie and me. It might be Emma and me. So it's a combination of having someone that's customer facing and someone that's product facing. Um, and just having both people there, um, I think, adds that level of um, trust um, for the customer. Where it's like, I'm not just talking to the support person, which I think is a horrible way of putting things, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's such a, I, I it's side note, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I just so dislike it when people think, oh, well, can you lead me to a manager? I'm like, the support person is entirely capable of managing. But when you add that level of saying, okay, but what problem are you trying to solve? It adds a little bit more confidence, right? That it's not just that this support person is going to take this piece of feedback you just said and drop it off somewhere, but they're not what they're talking about. And they, we work as a team and as a cohesive you know, um, group of people. And it's not just silos, silos everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. That was kind of the final thing I was going to say about this, um, just based on what you said there. That the 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 way of talking about the support person or the support team or the success team or the product team it does it does create those divisions, doesn't it? And and that's never more evident than 
if you present to your customer in that way, because they actually don't really care. They don't really care who's on the call or who's solving their problem. They just want the problem solved one way or another through support or through product or or anything in between. Um, And and presenting them with those silos probably reinforces them, if anything. Yeah, I've always thought that companies that don't invest in making sure that everyone feels like they're equals just create so many issues internally and externally because it adds all these silos and all these, um, you know, uh, potential breakdown in communication. And if you're not communicating well internally, you're not going to communicate well externally, which is why we're huge advocates of sharing the roadmap and sharing the product process and just being as open as possible. So that if somebody asks, Hey, how about this? You're able to actually either give an accurate reply (laughs) or just say, listen, thank you so much for the feedback. Let's talk about it. Give me more information and then go, by the way, here's the roadmap. Look at all the other cool stuff we're working on. (laughs) Um, And this is why it's going to benefit you. So you change the conversation a little bit. Um, And I like what you said about the customer knowing that they have a problem and that's it. Because that's usually what it is, is they know they have a problem but they don't know, most of the time, they don't even know what the problem is. They're just like, I'm frustrated, fix this. But once you sit down and have the conversation, you might realize that the problem goes so much deeper than their initial sentence or their initial inquiry. And that's what product is there for. And mind you, that is what support is there for. So support acts as a gateway for that communication. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 129 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time.